From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I'm also the author of many books, the most recent being Emotional Detox Now. That's the latest of the series. And today we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things. I have a special guest here. We're going to be talking about transitions, you know, life transitions. We're going to be talking about grief. And of course, we're going to talk about spirit. I mean, you can't come on just as spirit and not have a conversation about spirit. So joining me here all the way from Australia, everyone, is Amanda McKenzie. Amanda, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. <laughs> Thanks very much, Sherianne. Lovely to be here with you. Thank you so much for being here. And I know it's very early for you, so very much appreciate it. You're at the beginning of your day. I'm at, I'm heading on the other end towards the end of my day. And, and so you are many, many things. You've been many things. You've had many experiences. The, the things that stick out to me in your bio, Amanda, are number one, you used to be a school principal, so you did some service there. So that's wonderful. You are a leadership coach. And you're a holistic counselor. So you had a transition from, from being a school principal to transformational coach, holistic counselor, and psychotherapist. So there's a lot of education happening there all at once. And I know you also had a major life event happen. And maybe you can talk a little bit about if that was what led, well, I'm sure it is by the title of your book, to the fact that you you wrote a book. Is this your first book, Amanda? Uh, no, I've written two other books, one uh, about coaching, powerful coaching, tips and tools, and the other is called School Talk, which is a collection of protocols for conversations that teachers and school leaders might have to ensure school improvement and building capacity. And so the books that I've written very much align with what's going on in my life and my work at any given time. Mm -hmm. And that's the most recent one, right? Which is From Grief to Healing? Yes, that, um, that is the one that's just been published. And um, it's had the longest life, the longest um, period of preparation and reflection um, it's definitely the most personal. And as you say, it's linked with my own personal transitions. Mm. So let's give them the full title here, Amanda. It's From Grief to Healing, A Holistic Guide to Rebuilding Mind, Body and Spirit. Correct? Yes. Just two more words, if you could bear oh. it. After oh. loss. After, after loss. loss. Okay. After okay. loss. Well, this is a, a wonderful topic. I'm sure so many people are out there relating right now that who have experienced a loss, especially after what the world's gone through. Mm -hmm. um, and that speaks to many losses, right, Amanda? Not just a loss of a loved one. It could be loss of a job, loss of an identity, loss of a marriage, loss of 
income, right? I mean, think about all the losses we go on and you have all this experience in your life. And, and so what have you learned, Amanda, about Mm. loss? And do you want to share a little bit about your story of loss before you go into that, just to give them a, a little insight of where this, this comes from? Sure. So in 2003, my husband, Paul, um, was a young, fit, healthy man and was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and which opened up the possibility that perhaps he wasn't a young, fit, healthy man. And um, despite the best efforts of Western medicine and other practices, he died five months later which was a huge rupture in our lives, uh, in his getting the diagnosis um, and in ours as a couple to realise slowly what was going to happen. And then we had three young children. So um, a big rupture for us and our extended family and friends. And really I had no frame of reference about how to handle that or Uh, we just had been practising while Paul was sick, trying to live in the moment. That was the only safe place, really. The future seemed quite terrifying and uh, the past suddenly seemed quite insignificant in a way. So we practised that daily while he was uh, ill in many ways um, with various tools and things that we used, discovered, and... And then after he died, um, I needed to really find a way to stay grounded and find my peace each day. Sometimes at the beginning, it was a moment-by-moment task. And so without our permission, really, we were in an enormous period of transition. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is that uh, change is ongoing you know just our very nature means that we're changing from the day we're born Um, and the other important part of that is that we have significant choices over the ways we respond to that change and that has been really the field in which this book has grown to see well what can I do what would be helpful Um, what do I need to learn if the doctors can't help, what could we do, um, et cetera, et cetera, that, that has gone on. And, and as I've been working with clients who are coming because they're suffering in some way, often after loss or during transition, um, realising that I had some things to share there and, of course, as always happens, um, for therapists we receive so many things back as well. and so finding ways for um, me to continue to learn about finding peace and having good days every day uh, and also being able to share that with my clients. It's been a really rich and rewarding part of my life and not one I ever would have expected uh, to be in because when Paul died, I was the school principal and I thought I would continue to do that. I was, I was wondering that I, I'm, pu- mm. I'm picturing the timelines in my mind, Amanda. So you're, a, you were a school principal. You hadn't 
then become a transformational coach at that point or gone on? I'm imagining you went on to get licensure as a therapist. Is that, would that be accurate? Yes. So my first um, use for coaching really was as a school leader. So for some years I've been using coaching uh, to grow teachers really and grow leaders. And so I'd done some training through Coach U in the U.S., um, getting up in the middle of the night doing modules um, one after the other. And so I'd been using that in my leadership at school and after Paul died, I took some time off. Um, I took six months off and really had to think hard about the place of work in my life now, another transition, um, mm. what that would mean for my identity and our finances and all of those things. And so I did go back to work as a principal for about 18 months and then I realised that it was such an enormous spend of energy every day and I really needed to be concentrating on myself and my own children. And I just had an idea, could I make a living out of the things that I loved and that the, particularly the coaching and training side of things? And I started my business um, eventually in 2008. Mm. Uh, at the beginning, it was really just coaching and training, simple left brain activities, um, helping people be more effective managers, having difficult conversations, things like that. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, Amanda, in terms of very interesting. So he got the diagnosis five months later, he passed. I mean, that was such a short amount of time and you're doing all these practices in the present. And I'm curious about that five month period. I mean, I can't imagine the, the, what that was like for you and how was how was your relationship in that five-month period I mean what was that like for you to because I'm imagining at this point you left work was was he sick did you take a break or did you have to work through that um well we started thinking that it was just uh, you know a health issue that would be resolved Mm. Um, we thought we knew it was serious almost immediately mm -hmm. um, but we had great faith in the doctors and his youth and we really just expected that this would be an interruption and he would recover and that wasn't the case and we kept getting worse news. Uh, in terms of our relationship we were um, we were a great partnership we've been together since we were 17. Mm -hmm. And um, so we brought the tools that we'd already developed in the relationship into that period. We were good um, at talking about our feelings. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we were great readers. We were committed to finding some other ways of thinking about this disease. Mm -hmm. And so we meditated. We went on a retreat. Um, to a wonderful woman here who runs um, workshops for people with chronic illness and people who are facing death. And um, so we learned some practices there about living in the moment. Um, we learned Qigong there. We hadn't done that before. And so we just daily practiced um, 
trying to find some ease with the situation, which was mm-hmm. deteriorating quite quickly. And when you were drawn to, and here you are, you you have experience. It sounds you're very well educated. It sounds like he is as well. In terms of, because I, I, I can't imagine being in your shoes, especially you have three small children at this point, right? And it's interesting that you were drawn to, to attend these things. Do you feel that you were guided during that time period, Amanda? Do you feel like the two of you were being guided? What was, what was that experience like in terms of, oh, let's, let's go on a retreat? Where, how did that all come about? Yes, I was really growing desire to find something. You know, we had so many doctor's appointments that were dismal and hopeless and really not offering any good news or, or actually anything that could be done. Um, and uh, there's a, a part of Sydney called Newtown that's got lots of alternative shops and bookshops. And we were up in Sydney for a doctor's appointment and uh, it was pretty awful. And so we went for a walk around Newtown, which has got lots of atmosphere, found a bookshop in there. And we each bought some different things. Um, I bought a Louise Hay book mm-hmm. uh, because I opened it to a page and found a verse that I still say most days, which is in the midst of infinity where I am, all is well. Wow, I love that. In the midst of infinity where I am, all is well. Yes. I hope I'm doing justice to Louise's words there. (laughs) That was the the takeaway. And Paul Paul bought just a simple laminated card about some Qigong exercises. Interesting. Mm. And those two things took us um, within. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and they gave us some practical things to do. So Louise's mm-hmm. um, message to control your thoughts, replace critical, fearful thoughts with affirmations, um, the Qigong that um, gave Paul something physical that he could do and um, some mm-hmm. movements that, you know, reminded us about the flow of life. And so that bookshop, I couldn't even tell you where it is or what it was called now. Hmm. Um, yes, perhaps we were guided into that and in that space received guidance that really opened up big possibilities for us in that period and certainly for me beyond then. Hmm. And had you not made a choice, because it sounds like the two of you made a choice to be present, right? You said we're going to be present. You had, a, yeah, of course, had things to do and to take care of, and but you made a choice to be present, and that's a very interesting thing to me because here we are in just our spirit and really kind of unpacking. And I imagine you've done so much reflection on this and continue in terms of being guided, right? And when you make a choice to be present. You are making a choice to be open to receive guidance. Would you agree, Amanda? Yes, I would, because if there's no stillness, um, the noise of the world and the situation you're in just dominates and it can feel as if that's all there is. And so Mm -hmm. to be still and to open up 
um, is really a pathway into a space that is mysterious and wonderful and, um, yes, that spirit-filled place really mm. that connects us with all of life and um, the universe. And I love that. And I think it's important to sort of slice that out here because so many people listening who are in that space of, of struggle or whether it's a, maybe you have someone in your life with mental illness, right? And maybe, maybe you don't know how to help them and you're feeling a loss of connection. I mean, this can take such all shapes and sizes here. And what I'm hearing today from you and I'm pulling out again is highlighting is that idea of choosing to be present guided these two people to this store. And I love the way you picked something that helped you with your thoughts, right? Those fearful thoughts. And he selected something that helped him to move that energy. Um, that's absolutely fascinating to me. So, so here you are and, and you have this relationship and the two of you are going and doing retreats and, and then the time comes where he passes, right, Amanda? Mm-hmm. And and now, how would you view that? Is that like another phase you go in? What was that like for you? The phase seems too mild. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I referred to it before as a rupture. I think that's the closest word I could find. It was gotcha. ca- catastrophic. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was no part of my life that was better without him. Um, yes, yeah, so even down to identity, um, yeah. you know, if I'm not his uh, wife, who am I? And and you would, you know, there would be lots of people who'd be having those experiences around breakup of relationships and divorce. And yet the idea that I would live in the present when he was no longer there did not seem so appealing either. Mm. It was much easier when he was alive to to think like that. And yet we had three children and um, there were teenagers actually at that time and I didn't want them to lose two parents that year. Mm. And so I knew that I needed to remain present to myself so that I could be with them. And that is a a daily practice really because life rolls on and emotions are strong and fear is alive and well at that stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet the way through it for me has been to focus on peace Mm-hmm. And if I think about spirit uh, drawing on a piece that's not within me but beyond me somehow mm-hmm. and making time for that. And, um, you know, I, I, at that stage I wasn't sitting under a tree meditating much. I was just in my daily doing uh, trying to be present. Uh, so I remember hanging my clothes on the line more than once just saying out loud, blue peg, red shirt, you know, green towel, yellow peg, just to stay in the Mm. moment because the future was very frightening for me at that time. Mm. So you're in a, it was a catastrophe, which I can so appreciate that, that 
that idea. And I heard you say connecting to the moment was different from that point on. It wasn't the same, didn't look forward to it as much. Mm. So it was more, it's almost as if the presence serves something else in terms of stability. Like you had to connect to the moment so you didn't crumble. Would that make sense? And would you agree with that? It, it, same same strategy, but different reason. So you could hold it together. Yes, I, I needed to be grounded. I needed to have my feet on the earth and really just find a way to manage this turmoil of emotions and thoughts and experiences. Um, you know, people around us were shocked and grieving as well. And um, it brought up lots of questions about um, my work and our money and um, the best way to manage ourselves. So, yes, it, it was like a huge rock being thrown into some water and more than ripples, you know, it was massive waves everywhere I looked. And mm. so that daily practice about peace, was so important I would wake up every morning and declare that intention to be peaceful during the day Mm. and sometimes that was very difficult as the day went on but at the end of the day I claimed that as well so that I bookended my day with that intention and reflection about Mm. that track I wanted to be on which was to be peaceful in the midst of it all. So you've mentioned grounded a couple times and I'm imagining that, and you've mentioned sort of that I had to claim it. So you, you had to really up your ante on the choice. It didn't come as footsie and fancy free, right? Where, Hey, what do you want to do today? What do you want to explore today? Kind of presence, but more um, a command. It sounds to me like I, I have to announce this choice when you're saying, red shirt, yellow clip, you're in some ways making it very clear. And as you're setting that intention, I am choosing peace and I could very easily slip away. So in terms of grounding, were there any other techniques? I love that one of talking out loud. I think that that's a great tip, Amanda. Um, could you give us one more before we take a break here? I think the most powerful one for me was to consciously change the energy. So if I was sitting and feeling overwhelmed, I would stand. If I was inside, I would move outside. Just to consciously shift the energy, my energy, um, with very other intention, very little other intention, just I I came to learn that if I sat in it, I couldn't control it as easily. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I moved, if I um, consciously used my environment, I could just shift for a moment. And it's quite different than running away from your feelings. It's just um, making a space in which you can bear, make a space in which you can bear it. I love that. Hmm. And so you would consciously change energy and you found that sitting in it was just too much. Very interesting because your husband was drawn to that, right? He was drawn to that book that created movements, almost like you 
you you swapped. You said, okay, well, you, you added something right to your practice. You took on his practice as well as your reframing your thinking and being present kinds of practices, which is absolutely fascinating as well, because here you are, former school principal. I'm a former school psychologist. You might not know that about me. So I'm very yeah. familiar with the load, the caseloads of working in a school and what that means and um, and then demands um, in those kinds of positions. I've been there. And I've learned so much since I've been out in terms of looking back at the children that sit in these feelings, right? Amanda, I'm sure you have something to say that as well as these uncomfortable, if they're going through something painful and, and being trained to just sit there, right? Be good. Don't move kind, kind of thing. I'd love it if you would kind of speak to how this has influenced your viewpoints, but we do need to take a quick break. So kind of pause on that. If you're just tuning in, I'm listening to, I'm speaking to Amanda McKenzie, who has written a book called From Grief to Healing, A Holistic Guide to Rebuilding Mind, Body, and Spirit After Loss. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life is centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, to Mantras Made Easy, and The Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna. I'm speaking with Amanda McKenzie. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about some really great stuff here in terms of healing, in terms of loss, in terms of incredible tools and strategies and shifts. And before the break, I asked you, Amanda, to think about, um, you mentioned that you would consciously move the energy. And I absolutely love that. So when you were feeling just that 
let's call it suffering, right? For lack of a better pain, right? Mm -hmm. Suffering, agony, heartbreak, those kinds of things that come with these great losses in our lives. And you would make a conscious choice to stand up or to walk around or to sit down kind of thing. And I was saying as a former school psychologist, I have such a, in fact, you know, after I left the schools, I wrote a book, sounds like you did the same thing. I wrote a book called Powered by Me for Educators because my viewpoint changed so much because I was no longer in it, right? <laughs> when yeah. you're in something, yeah. it's it's harder to see. And then when you step away and you take these, I did a leave of absence as well because I was giving birth to my first daughter. And when I stepped away, I was like, wow, <laughs> I really am looking forward to going back, but I don't want to do it the same way, right? Because I'm seeing how I'm actually not, I'm actually struggling here. I'm really, I, I have a lot of anxiety. I hadn't seen all of that. I was really had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. I couldn't slow down. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it until I was off the treadmill, but I'm curious in terms of you, how has this influenced your view in educating leaders? Mm. I really love my work with leaders and, um, I say to them all that I'm committed to an inside-out approach to leadership because you can have as many degrees and master's degrees as you like and um, even have as many years of experience as you like, but unless you're a reflective practitioner, unless you're learning from your experience, um, you're not as good as you can be. And when I ask leaders how good they want to be, especially school leaders who have a great desire for um, the growth of other people and communities, uh, when I ask them how great they want to be, they all want to be great. Nobody says to me, I just want to be mediocre. They all say, I want to be great. <laughs> and so I then say, are you willing to do the work? And the work is... Um, it's not sitting inside the teacher standards, which guides a lot of leadership development. It's actually more sitting in the world of um, emotional intelligence and um, the wisdom traditions and what do I um, want for the people around me and how will I need to grow in order to serve that goal. So... Um, mostly when I challenge people about doing the inner work, they say yes. In fact, always. Um, sometimes people are very keen and ready to go. Others are very unsure about that, what that means and we might need to go a bit more slowly. But I feel as if it's the place in which the personal and the professional can come together for a really useful, powerful transition. Mm, I love that. And the theme of this show, Just Ask Spirit, is mental health and spirituality. And I always say, you, I don't believe you can separate the two. We have for so long. We looked, we, everybody's had their own little category, their little lane, you know, psychology, spirituality, education, workplace. And I don't believe that that can continue. I think the energy is too high. We have too much knowledge that we have to somehow cross over. And I love that you're doing that, Amanda, that you are, that you're coming from that place that if you want to be great, you got to go inside. 
and then let it spill over. Of course, I'm hearing those teachers' voices, even though it's been, I've been out of the system for quite a long time now. I'm I'm actually a psychology professor now, but I'm hearing those teachers that are saying, but you don't understand the workload. You don't understand Mm -hmm. how much curriculum, how much correcting, how many behaviors parents I deal with. What do you mean? I mean, I just don't know how to blend all of that. What would what would you say for one, one suggestion for that person? Mm. I think the first question to take you inside is how are you experiencing all of that? Mm. I, I see the workload and the demands and the changes in the profession. I'm not sure about things over there, but people are resigning. Uh, lots of people aren't graduating. Uh, mm. So the profession is really finding it difficult. And yet my first prompt to somebody in that situation would be, how are you experiencing that? What feelings are you having around this? What thoughts are you having? Uh, If you could change one thing that's within your control, what would that be? Mm. And so we begin to have a different conversation rather than the things that are beyond their control to focus on the things that are, which takes you back to the very things you named, Sherrianna, which are, well-being and spirituality mm-hmm. how am I find experiencing my life and um, what can I do to have more of the things I value and less of the things that are causing me stress I love that Amanda how would you define spirit mm. I was asked that in an interview once um, really okay I was And um, at that stage, I said it was the energy of God. Um, I think my own language and thinking has changed since then. Um, But the same idea, really, the universal energy, um, divine energy, I I think it's uh, a force of and within itself and yet we are participants in that, we are part of that, we are agents of that. So I think 25 years ago I would have seen my spirit and God's spirit uh, as somewhat separate. I don't see that now. So Mm. I can see the the great universality of the planet um, the animals, the plants, the human beings. Mm. So, yes, it's about the energy that we share. And what is your relationship with Paul like today? Mm. Well, all the good grief um, theory would talk about continuing bonds. And mm-hmm. uh, so I have a continuing bond with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I see him in our children, in in Amy, Josh and Dom, very much alive and well, sometimes in surprising places. Um, <laughs> they'll say something or move in a particular way, so I see that manifestation of his genes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I also see it in the values that are in our family. Um, he was a greenie long before it was fashionable, Mm-hmm. And so he influenced all of us there and he'd be very happy about that. Um, but I talk to him, I hear him, I um, I 
know what he would say. Um, if I'm <laughs> seeking his advice, I don't have to wonder too hard about what he would say. Um, he was a very non-judgmental person and that has really, he taught me a lot about that to just choose to not have an opinion about some things and some mm -hmm. people and that has served me very well. So he's alive and well. How did he? How did he teach you that, Amanda? How did, how did he teach you about non-judgment? Did he did he say it's things? Just, did he was he an no. example? But how did you get those learnings from him? Uh, he just didn't ever criticize, ever. Um, he. He just didn't criticise. I can see it very much in Josh, one of my boys. It just seems to be something within them. They don't, um, I, I could be easily tempted to say, did you see what she did or did you hear what he said? Um, <laughs> he would just um, not really participate in those conversations. He'd be very kind to me because he didn't judge me either for judging others. Mm -hmm. But um, that silence or just, it just was a whole other way of thinking to just not need to say things or mm -hmm. even form thoughts about other people. And, of course, one of the great causes of suffering is our attachment to ideas and um, ways of thinking, ways of feeling, ways of being. And so uh, he taught me something that I've had to learn to use a lot of as I've got older and in my work, to just uh, accept people where they're at, um, be kind, um, and and most importantly to do that for myself, uh, to accept that this is how it is and be kind to myself. And how do you accept that, Amanda? That How do you do that? How do you practice acceptance? Mm. Well, Part of it has come from Louise Hay mm -hmm. to be an observer of my own thoughts and my own feelings, to create in psychological terms, it's that part of the brain that's the witness. Mm -hmm. But in Buddhist terms, which I really love, is about um, compassionate observation. Mm -hmm. So to observe the thoughts, the behaviour, the patterns, Mm -hmm. uh, and bring compassion to it, to bring heart to it and leave it at that just to see it. Did, ah. And did you find that you went through the grief cycles? Did you go through the anger? Did you go through the disbelief? What, what, was, what experience was that like for you? Mm. I had read quite a lot about that linear mm. pattern. That wasn't really my experience. I. I mentioned in the book that mine was much more like a spiral. There were days when I felt I could make sense of it and I was okay and we would be okay and, and then there were days when I would be spinning way down low. Mm. Um, I didn't really, haven't really experienced a lot of anger and really Paul led that. Um, a lot of people said to him uh, when they realised he was dying, um, you must be upset about this or you must be mad about this. or And he said, well, not really. Um, why not me? 
you know, that idea of instead of poor me, why me? His idea was, well, why not me? Wow. That's powerful. Hmm. Why not me? Hmm. So what that an amazing, hmm, amazing, sorry. amazing soul there. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yes, just those that thought itself leads led me to um, apply it to myself and our family. Well, of course, people live and die. Um, I just wasn't expecting it at that stage of our lives. Um, so I guess Paul's acceptance um, hmm. of what was happening to him helped us accept it. Uh, it doesn't mean I liked it or found it easy. Sure. Um, but that daily practice of um, accepting what is and doing something about the things that are within my control, that is a very powerful place to stand at a time when you feel powerless. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on Just an Aspire. You have so much wisdom. And I just want to remind everyone that Amanda's book is called Grief to Healing, a holistic guide to rebuilding mind, body, and spirit after loss. Your website is Amanda. McKenzie, and it's spelled M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E.com.au because she's in Australia. So you got to add that little, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll pull up right away for people. Thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom. I hope that people go out and grab your book. Thank you very much, Shariana, for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. We're going to be taking another quick break. I'll be right back with more with what's coming up to be cleansed and a message from spirit. So hang in. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Shariana here. And I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style, might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course, you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. <laughs> so zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to SherryAnnaBoyle.com, click Explore Memberships to learn more. From the vibrant soul of Sherryanna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherryanna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. 
Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherriannaboyle.com. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And now we're at the part of the show where I talk about what's coming up to be cleansed, and I also deliver a message from Spirit. Before getting into it, I want to you to know that this segment is being sponsored by a website called or a company called Living the Good Life Naturally. Living the Good Life Naturally. Now, this is an incredible website that you're going to want to check out. And what they have there is magnesium. So if you know anything about magnesium, it's essential if you're suffering from anxiety or depression or any kind of inflammation, whether it's bodily or in the mind, magnesium is something that you're going to want to make sure you have enough of. Now, I've gotten to know the folks over at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com, and I've actually interviewed the owner of that company. And after buying some of their products, I just fell in love right, with their magnesium because apparently they're not all equal, right? Just like all vitamins are not equal. So also with your minerals and the way that you put them in your body are all not all created equal. So um, living the good life naturally has a way where you apply to the skin or you soak it. And once again, I'm a big fan of their products. And since you are a listener of the show, they've given us a special discount code and it's DETOX10, all caps, DETOX10. So if you go ahead and apply that code, you'll get 10% off any order that you get off livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. So I highly suggest that you check that out. Now, in terms of today, I, I found that to be a very inspiring conversation. I, I just sat for a moment during the commercial break, said goodbye to Amanda, and I, I thought to myself, well, how do you feel now? I asked myself that question, and I feel inspired. I really do. I feel inspired by her energy, her, her journey, and I just took a moment during the break to take that in, and I think that is important. So if you feel inspired right now, I encourage you to take a nice deep breath and soak that in just like you would hydrate yourself with water, hydrate yourself with the energy of inspiration. And you can do that by just taking a nice deep breath, inhale through your nose, expand your lungs, expand your sideways, open up your heart, and then exhale 
draw your navel to your spine and just let all of that beautiful inspiration and honor and pure love and non-judgment. I mean, that if we could bottle that, <laughs> right? If we could just put his non-judgmental quality, the energy of it in a bottle and sell it, we'd be, we'd be billionaires, wouldn't we? We would cure so many things on the planet, really. We would cure poverty. We would cure, um, I believe, disease. I mean, it is that would be really, really incredible. But we have it here for you, right? We inspire unjust us spirit. That's what the show's all about. It's about inspiration. It's about cultivating spirit and really giving you a, a beautiful spiritual cleanse experience opportunity every single week. In terms of what's coming up to be cleansed, well, cleanse is the acronym for the seven steps of an emotional detox. It's featured in all of my emotional detox books, especially the latest one. And I like using that term because it's my way of sort of reframing it rather than what's happened to me, what's bothering me, what's making me anxious or upset. I say, what's coming up to be cleansed, right? And sometimes there's things coming up to be cleansed for ourselves as individuals. And sometimes it's coming up for us collectively, the collective consciousness in the world. And so all sorts of things come up. They come up all the time. And this week was so fascinating to me because I cleanse live every, every Wednesday. I cleanse live. I have a membership platform we're on Zoom together every Wednesday, and I never know what cleanse I'm going to do. I always tap into the energy of the group. I also give messages from Spirit. It's a half hour every Wednesday at noontime Eastern. And I also cleanse with clients. And, and so I was cleansing with a client. I ended up channeling this incredible vibrational tool. And we used the tool, and I implemented in that we were just both blown away. I mean, it was really for some really deep stuff that was coming up. And as I left the client, I went on my merry way, like I do, right? And then (laughs) I came, I had a experience with one of my kids, one of my teen, well, adult children, right? And it was kind of like a power struggle. It was over something really stupid, right? Like really, it was so (laughs) silly and small and minor, but it was a power struggle. And I'm like, what the heck? It was like, I was scratching my head going, why did that go to that level? Have you ever wondered that? Like, like, why did that little thing escalate to that level? And I'm, I'm going, I don't understand because her and I are actually super close and we get along really well. And we, you know, just love each other to pieces. And I was really rattled by the whole experience because we just had this moment of disagreement that escalated and went to a place that didn't need to go. And so I walk away from the situation. I'm thinking, okay, what the heck's going on here? I sit down to cleanse. I just asked spirit. And then I hear (laughs) the fact that I had just done this major, major technique that I had channeled in and used it with a with a client of mine it was to actually release rage it was to release rage and anger i was told by spirit do this do that i did it and so the message i got was listen 
you don't just walk away from a client. You're bringing this into the planet. And the fact that something erupted in front of you like that, that you had that experience, that's because you were working with this high spiritual tool and you're uprooting it in many, many areas. And you have to be mindful of that. Like, don't think it's a separate thing. Just like I was talking to Amanda, we tend to put everything in our lane. Oh, I'm going with my clients and I'm going to go, and now I'm going to go be a mom. And now I'm going to go be a wife. Now I'm going to be a sister or daughter, whatever it is. It is no longer separate folks. It's no longer separate. And that's a good thing because that's more in line with the laws of the universe as Amanda was just speaking to. Right. So that was my big awakening from just our spirit was, okay, I get it now. I get it. I have to be really mindful when I'm, when I'm practicing these kinds of things. And those are my intentions that I am setting because I am setting it. You know, please help me help this person. Well, guess what? It comes in, it comes in. So as soon as I was able to see it that way, everything changed. And I thought, oh, I get it. I get it. There was things that needed to be uprooted and, you know, anger, whatever it was, it was coming up for us and I didn't need to dance with it. I didn't need to engage it. And things are no longer separate. And it was a big fat wake up call. So we all have wake-up calls, right? Yes. Nod your head. Yes. We all have wake-up calls, you know, whether it's a diagnosis, whether it's a, a job loss, um, you can call them a loss or you can call them a wake-up call, whether it's a fight with your, you know, somebody you love, argument, waking up. It's waking up. It's not something bad or something, you know, you regressed, all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. There's no regression here. It doesn't exist. And if you think it exists, then you're still in your separate self. And I'm hoping my story wakes you up. I'm so grateful from, for that spirit message, really. It just changed everything around and makes perfect perfect sense, especially with this one child. She's an adult, but she's my kid because we are like kindred spirit energetically. We all are with, with all my girls, but she can feel me and I can feel her like nobody's business. Perfect sense. It's interesting because I just did a Facebook live and somebody asked me, you know, why I don't understand why my kid's angry because I'm so gentle and kind to this child. And my response was, they sniff us out, right? We could be, oh, sweetie, honey, baby cakes. We can do that all we want. But if in, on the inside, we are in turmoil, or we haven't processed our own stuff yet, or we haven't taken a moment to move our bodies, like Amanda said, right? Probably I work out of my house. So in, in hindsight, it would have been really good for me after that to go for a little walk and not just go upstairs and make dinner and do the next thing. It's so important to move energy. It could change everything. It could change interactions. It can change outcomes. It can change growth and healing. 
So they do this, especially the ones that are energetically connected. They will sniff us out in a heartbeat. You can sweetie pie them all you want and they will pick up on it and they will go with that because they're highly intelligent. That's why. A couple things that I made note of when Amanda was talking that I think were incredibly powerful in terms of her husband, Paul, when he said, why not me? And I think that's an important thing that I want to leave us all with. Why not me? Why not me? So you didn't win the game. You didn't get the job, right? Instead of why me? Well, why not me? Why not me? I love that. Don't you? I absolutely love that. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for contributing that. And we're going to hold on to that now in honor of his spirit and, and the learnings and the, non, and the non-judgment and also in honor of this family. Thank you so much for joining me. I love this. Are you having fun? I'm, I'm having a blast. I got to tell you, I'm having a blast. Make sure you go to sherryannaboyle.com. I have my Just as, as Spirit class starting. You might want to check that out. You might want to join us. And I've got all my offerings and books and everything, sherryannaboyle.com. Thanks again. Remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on sherryannaboyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.